0: Welcome to this time of worship at First High Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. I'm Sandra Olwine and I serve as pastor here, and along with our staff and entire congregation, we are so glad that you have joined us. As the new year begins, we continue to worship virtually as a way to protect the health of our community and our congregation. But the Spirit's power is able to reach beyond the separation that we feel physically to bind us together spiritually so that we are still one family. And in this time of worship, our hearts will be renewed in our love of God and our desire to serve God by loving our neighbor. So in anticipation of the Spirit's work in our life, let us turn our hearts to praise and prayer.
1: As worship begins this day, we are grateful to be bound together by the Spirit, even as we gather in many different places. With anticipation that God will meet us in this hour, will you join us in the call to worship? Beyond our busyness and our distractions, our worries and preoccupations. There is a glory rising, born of heaven, and reaching out to each one of us. A light shines through the clouds, an invitation seeking all of who we are that transfigures the world. That transforms shadows into hope, that brings life from a cross where old life ends and new life is born. In the light of that glory, Jesus meets us here, raising us from depths of valley to the height of the mountains carrying the weight of our humanity to the heights of heaven's glory. In our worship, may the light illuminate our lives and our paths, that we might follow Christ wherever he leads.
2: worship begins, we ground ourselves in prayer, asking that God meet us in this time as we offer our praise to God and lives for God. Will you join me then in the prayer of the day? God, you bring us together. We come to be fed, to be renewed, to seek understanding. God, you challenge us. We embrace the challenge, trusting that through it we grow in faith. God, You are revealed in our lives, sometimes in shining glory, sometimes in tear and struggle. God, as we worship this morning, refresh, renew, and challenge us so that we would see your majesty. We pray in Jesus' name as we strive to walk the path of discipleship. Amen.
3: Good morning, young Christians. Today is Transfiguration Sunday. Whoa, that's quite a word. Can you say it? Transfiguration. Good job. Do you know the story of Jesus' Transfiguration? It's kind of a strange one, but it's also pretty spectacular. If you like things that are shiny or sparkly, or amazing, then you're going to like this story. In fact, you might wanna grab some sunglasses because this story is right. Today is also Valentine's Day, a day to celebrate love. So put those two together and we've got a day full of love and light. And it gets even better because today, our story is going to take us up a mountain and back down again. I love going to the mountains, especially when you get to hike to the very top. So this is exciting. Who's ready to climb? Let's get moving. Maybe you want to do some switchbacks. Or climb some big boulders. Or maybe you wanna do some good old fashioned mountain climbers. Whatever you're doing, keep moving and breathe in that mountain air. (sighs) So Jesus took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, up to a very high mountain. Keep climbing, we're almost there. Climb, 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 and finally, we made it to the top. Whew. While Jesus and the disciples were up high on that mountain, something really incredible happened. Try to imagine the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Maybe you've seen fireworks or tons of stars on a clear night, or maybe you've seen a really beautiful sunset. Well, this was like all of that, but even brighter. All of a sudden, Jesus was transfigured. He started to shine and glow. His clothes became dazzling white. It was surprising and amazing and really bright. And then Elijah and Moses were there Elijah and Moses from the Bible stories way back when, two heroes of the faith who the people had listened to for a very long time. And then it got cloudy. A cloud rolled in and they heard a voice say, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Then Moses and Elijah were gone and it was just Jesus and the disciples. What a story. What do you think it means? What do you think God was trying to show them up on that mountain? sometimes we hear or see or experience something really amazing and we're not sure what it means but it fills us with a big warm hopeful feeling the voice God's voice said that Jesus was beloved that means he was loved by God a whole lot you know who else is loved by God a whole lot you Look at someone right now and tell them, you are beloved. That's right, all of us are beloved. All of us are God's children. Maybe part of the reason that Jesus was shining so brightly on top of that mountain is because he knew how much God loved him and he was willing to let God's love and light Fill him up and shine out into the world. You are beloved. You are a child of God. Do you feel it? That warm, hopeful feeling? God's love is so amazing. And so are you. When we listen to Jesus and follow him, we too can shine brightly with God's love and light into the world. Are you ready to head back down the mountain? The view is pretty great up here, but we've got to get back down so we can share all of this love and light with the world. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your light. Help us to listen to Jesus and follow him. And share your love and light with the world. Amen.
1: The first scripture lesson for Transfiguration Sunday comes from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, the fourth chapter verses 3 through 6. Listen for the word of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The word of God. For the people of God, thanks be to God.
2: The second scripture lesson today is the story of the transfiguration, as told by Mark, found in the ninth chapter, verses two to nine. Listen for the word of God. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared for them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the Beloved listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. And they were coming down the mountain. He ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: In a recent segment of On the Road with Steve Hartman, Mr. Hartman introduces viewers to Gene McGehee. Now, Gene couldn't believe his good fortune when the 91-year-old stepped outside his house in Vidalia, Louisiana, a few weeks ago to discover a bunch of kids from the daycare across the street who were willing and wanting to include him in their fun. McGehee also met the daycare teacher, Megan Nunez, introducing himself, saying, hi, I'm Jean, only that wasn't the first time they had met. Megan explained, every day I cross the street and we meet again. Yes, again and again. Every day, in fact, for three years now, Jean has been meeting Megan and the children for what he believes to be the very first time. You see, Jean lives with severe dementia barely even remembering his own face when his daughter Kathy shares family photo albums with him. She explained that besides the dementia, her father had also suffered from loneliness until those daycare kids came into his life. For about an hour, every afternoon, Jean enjoys time with the children. And although the night will erase every memory of the day and a fog will smother every echo of laughter, Something will remain in the recesses of his mind. Something that will beckon him back whenever he hears the children playing. Then he goes straight out to the front yard. And he remembers that this is going to be a joyful thing if he goes outside, Hartman asked Kathy. Oh, exactly, she responded. Because it's love. And you know, everybody responds to love. Megan says it's almost like an instinct. We always tell the kids that his brain is kind of sick, but his heart remembers us. Yes, dementia can rob so much, but apparently compassion and acceptance is unforgettable. Kathy shared they have been such a blessing to Daddy, and he just lights up her own face a light as she spoke. In May 2000, author Toni Morrison was on the Oprah Winfrey show talking about her book, The Bluest Eye. Oprah asked Miss Morrison to talk about a section of the book in which she speaks to the messages that children receive when they walk into a room. Miss Morrison asked, when your child, any child, walks into a room, does your face light up? That's what they're looking for. She went on to say, when my children used to walk in the room when they were little, (laughs) I looked at them to see if, well, they had buckled their trousers or if their hair was combed or if their socks were pulled up. You know, you think your affection and your deep love is on display because you're caring for them, but it's not. When they see you, they see the critical face. What's wrong with me now? She advised, but as I tried from then on, let your face speak what's in your heart, because when they walk into a room, I was glad to see them. Let it show. It's just as small as that, you see. What makes your face light up? I suspect most of us can recall such moments. Moments like Jean, who is full of delight that these children want to include them in their play. Moments when someone we love walks in a room and we're overcome with gratitude for them. You know, it is Valentine's Day, so maybe it's a good day to let someone you know that you love them. In fact, if they're in the room with you right now, tell them or send a text or heck even hit the pause on the video and go call them. Did their face light up? Does yours? You know, I know sometimes I feel my face light up when I am just watching others, even strangers, who are interacting with their joyous abandon or sharing a moment that is so clearly of tender care. I think of my uncle, who still, after 70 years of marriage, takes my aunt's hand whenever they go for a walk, something he has done for all my life. And now there are halting steps, the tenderness they share, lights a room? Is the first face children see, adults see, when they first see you seeing them, a face that's lit up with delight at their very presence? Does affirmation, welcome, or joy first light your face as people, especially those you love, encounter you? I tend to think that is what was happening on the mountaintop with Jesus. He was so full of the love of God that he literally glowed. It was as if glory shone all around. And God's love for Jesus was so present, it was as if the mountain was covered in a cloud. Now, unlike Mark's telling of Jesus' baptism, which we heard at the beginning of the season, where it seemed that maybe only Jesus hears God speak, here, Peter, James, and John are Overshadowed by that cloud and from its mist they hear a divine voice declaring Jesus, Holy Child, the Beloved, with the added seemingly helpful advice, listen to him. Overshadowed is a unique word in scripture, appearing only one other time. Luke uses it in his telling of the Annunciation to Mary, describing how it's possible she will bear this Holy Child. This child, this beloved of Mary, is the beloved of God, confirmed in the waters of baptism and on the mist-covered mountaintop. Listen to him, God says. All three synoptic gospels share this wild and wonderful, mighty and mysterious happening on that hilltop. Matt Skinner, in his commentary on this passage, comments that we can get caught up in sober reverence and awe because the story is so bizarre and unusual. It's one of those scriptural tales that we attempt to dissect rationally and intellectually. But Skinner suggests that at the Transfiguration, rather than being full of sober reverence, we should be aware that we are in the presence of holy delight. God is telling the disciples about God's beloved. How does one, even God, do that without smiling, without joy, Skinner asks. Rather than being a moment of intimidating purity or invaluable majesty, it's a scene of tenderness, a reminder that holiness as a characteristic of God is participatory and shared. God loves, so God interacts. This holiness expresses itself in self-giving, for that's what happens when someone adores and celebrates someone else. When I pause long enough to really let myself be enveloped by that reality, like the disciples were, it literally makes the words of the hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, come to my lips. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. It was such a love that captured Jesus' life. It was such a love that Jesus longed to capture our lives as well. For when love is the ground of our being, light becomes a gift that we bear to the world. Another on the road story highlights this. I shared it with you actually a number of years ago, but it's worth telling again. It's a story of Jaden Hayes, who was six at the time Hartman shared his story. Living in Savannah, Georgia, Jaden had lived through every child's worst nightmare twice. When, his, when he was four, his father died. And then two years later, his mother died unexpectedly in her sleep. When asked about it, Jaden said, I tried and I tried and I tried to get her awake. I couldn't. And then in his then small voice, Hayden told Hartman, anybody can die. Just anybody. But a month after his mom's death, Jaden told his aunt he was sick and tired of seeing everyone sad all the time. Making a plan to fix that, Jaden asked her to to buy a bunch of little toys and then to take him downtown near where he lives so he could give those toys away. When asked why he wanted to give these trinkets to people, Jaden responded, I'm trying to make people smile. Well, Jaden targets people who aren't already smiling and goes up to them to hand them a toy. Then begins the transformation. Smiles burst forth from all the people that he goes up to. Although sometimes he gets an unexpected response. Joyful tears. People are sort of overwhelmed that the six-year-old orphan would give away a toy, expecting nothing in return except a smile. Of course, he's paid handsomely sometimes, mostly in hugs, although by no means a fix. I'm still sad my mom died, Jaden says. In the 500 smiles he's made at the time of the broadcast, Jaden had found a purpose. I'm counting on it to be 33,000 smiles. His aunt says the reactions have done wonders for Jaden. She said, it's like sheer joy comes out of this child. And the more people that he made smile, the more this light shone. The more people that he made smile, the more this light shone. Making people smile, bringing joy to the world, Jaden, even though marked by a deep grief, shines. As he hands people a toy, it's as if they know that they have somehow encountered God. And the light that he bears spreads as the recipients of his little gift light up themselves by water and the Spirit you and I can also be a light with the presence of God as we seek to follow Jesus loving God and neighbor when we cultivate our relationship with God deepening our awareness of God's presence and love in our lives our countenance changes people begin to see us differently and want to know what makes us seemingly glow They want to know this light-giving God. As one biblical commentator wrote, Everyone knows that no one falls headfirst into the pool of God's transforming love and emerges fully formed as a perfect reflection of Christ. The work of God's justifying and redemptive spirit moves in human lives from one degree of glory to another. But living high up in some rarefied air isn't the point of transfiguration. It was a vision to carry us down from the mountain, a glimpse of unimagined possibility at ground level where we live and work and play. There, where we allow the love of Christ and the freedom of the Spirit to be manifest in our daily living, we go from glory to glory. And the work of the Christian believer is not to to lose heart, but to continue to act no matter what the circumstance of life with boldness in the direction of God's redeeming work of love and mercy. You know, most of us know the song, This Little Light of Mine, believing it to be a beloved children's tune, but it's more accurately known as a spiritual and one, in fact, which was transformed by this nation's civil rights movement into an anthem of singular power one that can still leverage its message to push back against injustice. Now in 2017, Reverend Osagiofo Sekou used this little light of mine to curb passions during a counter protest before a crowd of white supremacists and alt-right supporters that were gathered at the Unite for the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. Reverend Seku explained, we had originally said we were going to stand silently But the Nazis were marching past us in these sort of various battalions, cursing and yelling, mostly homophobic slurs at us. And you could feel the energy of the people who were uh, around us, but who we had not trained. They were beginning to to get uh, amped up. Sekon says he knew in that moment he had to change the atmosphere. I know that song can do that, so I just broke into this little light of mine the clergy and volunteers standing in a line along the street, a group that included famed academic activist, Cornel West began to raise their voices singing over the chants of we, you will not replace us from the rally crowd with this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine all around Charlottesville. I'm going to let it shine. If you watch the video of that moment, you can see, and you can even feel that the energy of the group begins to shift. Seiko said, the tensions went down, and it shook the Nazis. They didn't know what to do with all that joy, and we weren't going to let the darkness have the last word. Does God's love for you, for your neighbor, light up your face? Do we carry that light, however small it might feel, into all the places we go? By water and the spirit, When what we do is grounded in love for our neighbor, for God, light shines and we can see the path ahead that we must walk. Rodney Hunter wrote, Jesus' mission was not to make a big deal of himself or to elevate his followers to positions of power, authority, and prestige through identification with him. No, it was rather to point through and beyond himself to God to God's coming reign on earth and to invite his followers to find their voice and bearing witness to this transforming, redemptive God. My friends, living transfigured lives in the valleys of our daily existence doesn't generally mean doing extraordinary things. It means that by water and the Spirit, ordinary things become extraordinary. Awash in the glory of the Lord. Something as simple as visiting a neighbor with Alzheimer's becomes the redemptive work of God. Something as simple as practicing having the first face someone sees be one of delight at their presence becomes saving grace. Something as simple as making Valentines for our unhoused neighbors can change the world. Something as simple as singing a song can transform violence to peace. Maybe today being Valentine's Day is no coincidence. Maybe it's a good day, a great day, to follow Jesus down the mountain to the world below so we can carry God's light and others will know God's loving presence through us this day. This little light, your little light, God's glorious light, let it shine. Amen.
4: Let us pray. God of light, we come before you as your people who seek your way of light. In Jesus you have offered us a glimpse of your radiance, and through him you invite us to reflect your perfect light into the darkness of this world. Open our eyes, O God, that we may fully behold it, and forgive us when we prefer the darkness to your glorious light. Enlighten your people, your church, the body of Christ, as we seek to do your work in our time and place. We pray for every Christian, for the members of this church who are faithfully continuing in separation, for our United Methodist denomination that seeks a lighted pathway from our current darkness of division, and especially for our Bishop Grant and our Superintendent Jim. Bless the two of them and all of our leaders and hear our prayers for our sisters and brothers at Simi Valley United Methodist Church and at St. Matthew's United Methodist Church in Newberry Park. O God, we lift before you the many places where humanity has chosen darkness, cities torn by violence and oppression, lands where the very raising of your name is forbidden, institutions that perpetrate abuse, sometimes even in your holy name, O God, shine your light of hope upon all who suffer, and illumine the minds of the world's leaders, so that they may follow your paths of justice and peace. Inspire we who have received so much to share what we have, and to discover the blessings of generosity. Lift our eyes above what this world deems prudent or expedient, to view a brighter path, your better way of grace and fairness. And compassion. God of comfort, ours is a hurting world. The toll of the pandemic is great in human suffering, in lost potential, and in diminished learning. Continue to sustain all of those on the front lines who must face suffering and death each day, even while performing at a high level. Ease the suffering of those that are afflicted, and encourage the jobless the hopeless, and the lost. We believe that you are the God of light, but sometimes our lives seem so very dark. We place before you the many persons and situations that are found in our prayer list today, along with those needs that are known only to you. So many near us, O God, are grieving the loss of loved ones. Comfort all who mourn, especially the Reverend Inman Moore Gene Shelby and Darla Dyson, Todd and Jane Friend and their family, Jaden Habana's family and classmates, and the family and friends of Justin Bruniger. Even in the darkness of pain and grief, may these friends be reminded of your perpetual light that shines on the living and the dead. We believe that in Jesus, you have shown us the light of the world and that you call us to share it and to use it to transform the whole world. And so it is in his name that we are bold to pray all of these things, even as we recall the words that he taught disciples to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining in this time of online worship from First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. Please remember that this service and all of our past services remain available for you on the Church's YouTube page. When you subscribe, you can receive free reminders of all of our future events. Lent begins this week. You may feel, as I do, that the last one never really ended, but here we are again at the beginning of the annual season of Christian penitence and self-examination. Before it all starts, we have Fat Tuesday. An online Mardi Gras party is planned for this Tuesday night from 6 to 7.30 p.m. using the Zoom platform. Then the next day is Ash Wednesday, and a simple service of prayer and proclamation will be available on the YouTube channel beginning at 7 in the morning, so you can make use of it whenever you wish during the day. A special email with the links to both of those events will go out tomorrow. The link for the Ash Wednesday service is also in the video description today. Again and again is our theme for the season of Lent, and by now, I hope you've received a copy of this devotional booklet of daily prayers, reflections, and visual art. The Postal Service has been a little unpredictable lately, so we mailed these booklets early, and you may have to now dig it out from under the utility bills and realtor ads that have accumulated. If you need an additional copy, or if you're not on the church's mailing list, please let us know by sending us an email, connect at F-U-M-C pasadena. Org. That is also the email address to use to communicate directly with the clergy. Send us your prayer requests, your concerns, or any other questions that you have. Next Saturday, the Third at First concerts continue with a very special organ concert by Aaron Shaws, inspired by St. Valentine's Day. As you no doubt already know, Aaron is an expert at all kinds of music, and this program has everything from classics to love songs. So join us at 4 p.m. on Saturday or time thereafter using the church's YouTube channel. I hope you'll take a moment right now to download this week's bulletin. There is a lot more going on at the church than I have time to tell you about here. Our Family Promise hosting week is fast approaching. The UMW and book group have meetings soon. A blood drive is planned. And there are a number of ways that you can help care for other people during these uncertain days. Please read all of the details in today's bulletin. Finally, thank you for continuing to support the Church with your offerings and pledges. Our Church is blessed with long-standing resources from past generations, but it is also up to us to continue Christ's work in our time and our place. I invite you to mail your gifts to the Church, use the link in the video description to access the Church's online giving website, or simply click on the donate button on the Church's website. Be well this week, have a Holy Lent, and remember to wear your mask.
0: This morning as we conclude our service of worship we take a few minutes to bless a prayer quilt this quilt is for todd and jane friend and their sons daniel and isaac they are family members of darla dyson and jean shelby's the family was in a car accident last week and lost two of their sons joshua and fei shang we want the, to send this quilt to them with our deepest condolences and our prayers for comfort in these days. So I invite you to raise your hands in a prayer of blessing as we dedicate this quilt. Oh God, we offer this quilt tied with our love and prayers to the friend family as they grieve the unimaginable loss of Joshua and Fei Shang. It is a pain too deep for words and yet we know that you are with them in the valley of the shadow through which they are walking. May this quilt be a tangible reminder of your presence, your love and your grace that surrounds them and holds them in these most difficult of days. May the love of this congregation and our prayers be a strength to them as they continue to wake each day and wonder how it is, they will get to the end of it. In the midst of such tragedy, our hearts break. and We are grateful that you are a God who does not leave us alone. And so be with them so that they might continue to know love, and that they might give thanks for the life of their beautiful boys. We offer this prayer and our love in Christ's name. Amen. God sends us from this sacred time to share the good news of grace, to offer healing to the broken. Jesus would not have us stay forever on a mountaintop, but leads us into the world so that we might find our sisters and brothers in the valleys of injustice and the neighborhoods of addiction and the spirit fills us with the gifts we need to share God's love among them. Go then and let your light shine. Amen.